Hey there, it's Nathan with the Creative Entrepreneur Blueprint. I have got an exciting episode for you. It's one that has taken me months and months and months of prep and execution and pushing through a lot of fear and self-doubt to be able to record this episode. And the reason is I actually walk through with a friend of mine, I explain exactly what I did to create my brand in a box experience which resulted in me generating just over $25,000 in four days. And I'm excited to share it with you. So stay tuned. This will be part one of two. And we'll walk through the key components that made up this brand in a box offering and how you might be able to apply it to your business. Stay tuned. Intro music. Let's rock. If you're like me, you're an artist and entrepreneur. You've got big ideas, unique skills and services that frankly, no one else can offer the way you do. Yet you're probably still asking yourself these questions. How do you make money yet still have time to create as an artist? How do I run a business if my mind doesn't necessarily think that way? And how can I create a future that isn't dependent on me trading my time for money? Those are the questions we ask ourselves and this podcast will answer them. My name is Nathan Freitas, and this is the Creative Entrepreneur Blueprint. Follow me as I demystify running a profitable creative business and empower thousands of other creative entrepreneurs like you to make money doing what they're meant to do and impact the world in the process. Let's rock. All right. We're recording. All right. Hey, Matt. Mr. Freitas, how you doing? Good. This is surreal. Absolutely. We're doing it. We're, we're getting on mic. Got the podcast going. <laughs> I want you to introduce yourself. Oh, that is going to be fun for me. I'll just keep it simple. Matt Anderson. Uh, and I am a person who does many things, has many interests, mm-hmm. both technology related, uh, people related, and content marketing related. Some of the areas where we've chatted, overlapped, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Matt. Matt and I know we know each other through um, through Microsoft. Yeah, we've been working there for, gosh, I've been there four years. Two for me. Yeah, yeah. So it's been fun because you and I were chatting, and we thought, you know what? Let's let's get on a podcast. You love and you you love this stuff. Yeah. And I love your analytical brain. You just you, just the way you think about things and solve problems. I thought it would be uh, as we were kind of preparing for like, what do we talk about? Yeah. <laughs> like that revelation, like oh, this would be great just to kind of break open what the heck I just did last week. Yeah, for Brandon a box and what was the. I mean, I've been pinging you probably way too much, just checking in, <laughs> saying, "Man, thinking about you. I know what's going on. Yeah, I'm not going to bug you right now, but later it. we're going to catch up yeah. on this." Yeah, you lit up when you're like, "Oh my gosh, where, where, where are you at with this yeah. process?" Exactly. Um, Dude, it's been a fun journey. As someone who does legitimately listen to your podcast all the time, it's been a fun journey. You're getting ready for it. You can feel that energy. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. That's so weird. I, you know, from, from my side, because you know this, like you feel the emotions, right? And, and it's not all, you know, yeah, you're feeling the energy, but there's also, there's a lot of self-doubt that's, that's there that people don't realize. Yeah. And, well, it, yeah, I mean, I think that the the honesty that I hear come through in a lot of that being forthright mm-hmm. is just 
it really helps add to the energy because mm-hmm. it shows that it's not just a total front of some kind. It is, you know, here's here's the good, here's the challenge. I'm working through it. I work with the coach. I think about this stuff all the time. You know, all, all those kind of things coming mm-hmm. through makes mm-hmm. it authentic. Hmm. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's jump in. Let's jump in. So, well, I'll uh, I'll just kind of start off. So, what what I realized again as we were just kind of thinking about this episode, I just I hadn't fully articulated what the heck I did. Yeah, um, a lot of my friends like what. What did you do? <laughs> so the, the photos were great, but what the heck did you do? So I, I, what I realized was this was this came together. I want to say two or three three things. These kind of these separate, seemingly separate threads, all merged together. Yeah. Um, you know, the first one was launching my podcast last year, and the coach who helped me launch it, his name's Jamie Atkinson. And he has this course called the Podcast Profit Lab. And he's flipped the ideas of monetizing podcasts on its head because he basically says, um, if you target your dream customer as a guest and you create enough authority in the in the context of that conversation and enough trust, then it's a really it's an easy window. Then go in after go back to that client or that guest after the interview. And say, hey, there's a couple of things you talked about during the episode. I think I can help you with. Yeah. Right? Would you be interested in my coaching services or fill in the blank? And I really loved that, you know, because just as a seller, I think it's that's natural to me, and 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 it makes sense. Right. Now you don't have to go 300 episodes to monetize. So, the, long story short, Jamie was coaching me on my podcast and how, you know just how to scale that and all those types of things, and in the process. We were talking about this idea that I had just kind of come across, which was to to systematize portrait photography. Mm-hmm. And that's the second thread I'll talk about in a second. Um, but when I shared that idea with Jamie, he, he, I remember him saying this pretty much verbatim. He said, Nathan, I can't help but think you could create an offer around that. And that's the third thread that I'll highlight here in a second. So that question that Jamie asked kind of brought together these two other threads that had been going on previously in the year, right? So those other threads were, number one, I invested heavily in ClickFunnels back in January, February of 2019. Invested heavily as in I put down my credit card and I committed to like 32 grand that year of coaching. You, You were fired up. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's a big investment for me. Uh, for most, I would say. So certainly, I jumped in and I learned and I learned and learned a lot. But at a high level, this idea of creating a value ladder or offers instead of just selling an individual product. Right. Right. Uh, Russell does a great job of explaining. Russell's CEO of ClickFunnels. He's kind of the uh, the guru of internet marketing right now, and. He gets this analogy at a lot of his, uh, his 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 events. The the greatest showman, the movie. Love that one, right? Yeah. And so you've got you've got two people selling the DVD. Which one do you buy? Uh, and, and you start going through an exercise where okay, the next person offers it for eighteen ninety nine. Like oh, okay, well it's the same product, but it's cheaper. I'm going to go with that one. Um, and then you and then you basically people are like, you start cutting costs and it's either race one. to the bottom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's race to the bottom. 
So Russell takes that and he says, well, what if, and he starts to create an offer around one of the DVDs, pulling together all of the, like, the, the free publicly available books around um, the background of The Greatest Showman. Uh, so, uh, Bain, uh, ba- Bailey, I think Bailey is the main character, right? Barnum and yeah. yep. Bailey. Yeah. Um, anyways, he creates an offer. So that was kind of the second thread, right? So I've, I've, I invested heavily in this program, and it was starting to just expose the idea of what an offer looks like and, and why that's value and how you can sell something for a lot more, make a lot more money by just creating an offer around kind of a, a historically tangible asset. Yeah. Um, and then the third thread was um, Jeremy Cowart, a photographer friend of mine that I kind of just formed a relationship with last year, sitting with him, actually for one of my podcast episodes, I got to see him run this really fast portrait session system that he had created. And then I ended up investing in like a little little bit of a workshop they did for a day. Sure. And it basically what, what he... He, he he showed me what was possible, that you could have someone come in for a 15-minute photo session and walk out the door with their images without literally only exchanging fit that 15-minute of time with them. All yeah. the scheduling ahead of time was done automated. Uh, payment capture was automated. Um, all of that stuff. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, all those things that can allow you to scale short period of time, right. all the all the extra noise gets handled by uh, some sort of system, hopefully automated or at least to be automated at some point right. in being able to do that. Sure. Right. Yeah. So it was fascinating. So those three things with Jamie's questions got pulled together, said, okay, the idea of making an offer made sense. I know that the core product is a portrait photography session. I know now that I could turn four people in an hour Right, fifteen-minute sessions and charge between two to five hundred dollars per session. So yeah. Like, okay, so I could make a grand, potentially over a grand an hour by doing this. Um, and then there's the whole upon delivery, the offer, the actual stack. So all this stuff is like, oh my gosh, this is this could be really cool. And and I want to say that was September, might have been September of last year. And so from that port, point forward, I was I was like, boom, I'm going to execute on this. And uh, where, where I would do these quick um, brand photo shoots that, uh, that we would then uh, create an offer around. And so what we ended up doing, um, and then we can kind of break it up if yeah. you want, just kind of like how it actually worked. But what we ended up producing was um, I did 30-minute photo sessions where we were focused on capturing the uniqueness of the brand. Okay. Uh, that would be the energy that they were trying to convey to their customers. Um, and and how did you how did you get to the uniqueness of the brand? Because I feel like if I were doing a coming in as someone to be you know get that photo shoot, mm-hmm. like how how do I come up with that? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let me. I'll, so I'll answer that. Let me. Um, just because I you know I I, I like to close. Yeah. Yeah. Close. Close loop. I want to close. I want to close this loop. So in addition to the photography sessions. Part of the main offer was pre-designed, done-for-you social media assets like a Facebook header, Instagram posts, so that you had branding that was wrapped around your 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 photo. All right, and I was I was trying to solve that problem. And anyone's coming out of Funnel Hacking Live, which is the event happening in Nashville around ClickFunnels, there's five thousand people that are all focused on creating an attractive brand online, usually themselves 
great, let me give them all the assets they would need to come out of Funnel Hacking Live with like this authoritative looking brand. That was the that was the vision. Yeah. So yeah, to answer your question, the how we captured the uniqueness, a couple of things happened. Um, I actually used Typeform um, ahead of time, and I created a, a ten, ten question questionnaire. Mm-hmm. And in that in questionnaire, I'm asking them questions about you know who, what kind of celebrity or influencer are they trying to emulate, um, or at least learning from. What's the energy that's core to them what do they want to convey to their customers so i'm already asking that ahead of time getting them thinking about yeah what they're portraying to their customer Um, so by the time they came in i actually had all that stuff captured so i had a spreadsheet all listed out with that but i will say this we also were getting i had him go through a color quiz so i partnered with this um uh, branding expert and there's a whole methodology around colors, right? And, mm-hmm. and how, how humans perceive colors and the, the emotions that it uh, emotes as a result of that color. So it was interesting because I hadn't thought about that. It's like, okay, it's really important for your branding if you want to convey a certain energy that your colors of your brand should be that. Right. Well, if, if you've got all that feedback from the, the form, like all those prompts yeah. that can help get to that, yeah. which makes the color decision much more tangible and finite right because like well here is you know psychologically for for other human beings if you want that perception here's what we should be doing Mm -hmm. and i'm sure that ties into the actual technical photography aspect of it as well it does yeah yeah it's really cool jeremy it's funny i i don't go off a tangent but we'll come back to like the actual photography section of it but anyways, yeah, the, the the questionnaire captured all of that, um, and we ended up, you know, we would choose to help them choose a color if they didn't already have one. Um, I had uh, both me, uh, fat, feminine and masculine fonts and pre-designed templates that they could go through and choose, and so it was kind of cool, you know. They're really they're thinking through based on this energy. Here are all the components that make up my brand. Yeah, and it also sounds like you know part of the part of the challenge in doing your own branding is you could do anything. Mm-hmm. So how do you even narrow down the world of fonts and sizes? And then, you know, you think of the technical aspect of, well, for Facebook, you need a banner that's this many pixels by that many pixels and all that. And as someone who's not in the thick of it, you know, that's, it's a lot of work. And, you mm-hmm. know, how do you even start chunking that up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so that, I mean, it's, the the value of being able to like slim down some of those options and make it a tangible decision. Uh, yeah, that That's was cool. That was the theory. Yeah, because it was a pain in my butt just to to do it for myself. Right, it, it took like ten months, and and I have a graphic design background. You know, I'm I'm dangerous in Photoshop. Yeah, I've messed around with Illustrator. I mean, I I can pull the stuff together, uh, and of course I'm a photographer, so. That was that was the the idea, and it worked out really well. It ended up, the system worked well. If they took the survey, not everyone did, but if they did take that questionnaire, um, I had them all all listed down. So by the time they walked in, I knew who they were, I knew what the name of their brand was, and knew what they were trying to convey, and so then we would just talk about it. You know, I would I you, you remember that episode actually because you you told me you you liked it when we talked about anchoring yeah right and standing in that moment and feeling that strength of that moment in time where you were whatever it is right fill in the blanks like super strong confident powerful whatever that is um, so I would do a similar exercise I was like real time coaching with these people yeah you know, really? a lot of a lot of them you know, and we're all like this we're all nervous in front of the camera 
And I had a big setup. You know, I've got six lights around them, a seamless white backdrop, which is basically this long piece of paper that goes down to the ground. Yeah. Um, I've got a you know a team of two hair and makeup artists. I had a uh, a person handling just lighting, and I had a person handling just the computer where the images are going in real time. Yeah. So that's an intimidating scene when people walk in. There's music going, you know, and there's food. Like it's a full on setup. And so to be able to to walk these people through anchoring and getting into their their zone of genius was um, was really cool. And, and, and that, that allowed me to say, okay, this, you could feel it. You could yeah. feel the person, you know, they, they would say one thing and, but I'd be like, uh, but I'm feeling this, right? <laughs> and like, okay, well, I'm more naturally like this. And so it was kind of this cool, like I, there were multiple men and women who said, oh, I want to channel like a, a Beyonce vibe, right? Or a, a, or Trump vibe, like, and the energy they're putting off though is, that's not them. It's not, not them. Not authentic. Not authentic. It was unauthentic. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't. So there would be some conversations. Some people chose, which I'm. I actually appreciate. Like you know, Beyonce has the uh, that the that alter alternate persona that she she created when she was early on in her career. Do you, do you know? I about don't this? remember this. No. So it's Sasha Fierce. I think is is the name that she came up. Okay. So she, you think about this, this someone who grew grew up in the church and was singing gospel, now moving into pop, where it was, you know the dancing's more sexual, the lyrics are more sexual, uh, the music is just more sexual, um, or just you know, more progressive. Yeah. And so for her to be able to be comfortable in that that position, uh, she came up with an alter ego, Sasha Fierce. Huh. And never knew that. Never knew that. Yeah. So, my point is. I'm kind of doing this in real time yeah, with yeah. these clients, but it was all within the window of the 30 minutes where you build that rapport, get them in that spot, and then shoot. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, and, and yeah, that's right. And they're and they'd come on 30, 30 minutes ahead of time just to have hair and makeup done, and it was great because the team was amazing. I mean, that the men and women just had a great time just getting zhuzhed up. Yeah, you know, it was a, it was an experience. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, that's 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 really cool to think about it because I was only thinking in the context of the actual photo shoot, but for them, there's like this prep of you know questionnaire, doing some pre work, coming in, having this team that's going to help you know take everything that they want and turn it into awesome photos on the other end of it. Right, and it's that experience. So then you're you're first chatting with them then after they've had the hair and makeup or. Yeah, yeah, I would usually I'd wrap my shoot, and mm-hmm. while while they're looking at their images, I, I would I would skirt over to the future client, the next client, yeah, and just talk real briefly. You know, like, hey, just this is this is this is what this is what you said you wanted the channel. I just wanted to kind of connect with you, show me your outfits. So I was we're actually styling in real time. Yeah, oh, that's cool. It's funny, dude, because you know I'm I'm smiling because you know you and I sit in this role that is it's a very technical role. We're selling. CRM, customer relationship management software to healthcare organizations, and and I'm. Smart. I mean, I, technically, I sell a platform, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, you know me. I'm not just going to let that go. But <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, that's a good point. Good point. I stand here humbled in front of the Almighty Matt, platform sales specialist. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm kind of smiling because. That's that's the day job, but here I am, styling, coaching, consulting, yeah, 
um, you know, being this incredible artist and, and, and leader. And this is not coming from a place of ego. These are, I, I'm using these specific words, artist and leader, because these are two words that historically for me, um, I, I doubt in myself, right? I doubt sure. that I'm a good leader. Um, so anytime you hear me use words like that, it's almost like just a self-affirmation. And it's important for me to be able to stand in that, that place because, you know, you, you just, yeah, doubt's a, doubt's a bitch and it, it'll uh, take you down. Absolutely. Yeah. When it's, it's funny, you know, cause I, I experience similar things, you know, certainly myself. Um, but as somebody who's been watching that journey, there's no question as, you know, you know, from, from my shoes of that leadership mm. and like the execution that's happening there. So, mm. um, you know, take take a compliment if you want to yeah, thank but you. from that outside perspective you know i but i, I get it from the struggle perspective i, I do the same thing mm-hmm. <laughs> it's human yeah but yet in the moment you think you're the only one dealing with it hey you guys i wanted to pause this episode break it into two parts just so i'm making sure that i give you a consumable podcast episodes because who in their life has a full hour to listen to a podcast episode so i will post the second part of this in the second part i'll actually dig into the some of the revelations i had around the importance of hiring an amazing team outsourcing appropriately but also one of the most important tactics that i did which was delivering the photos but wrapping them with upsells and various offers so stay tuned for that that episode will come tomorrow in the meantime have an amazing one see ya hey thanks so much for listening today listen i truly hope you got something out of this episode that you can implement in your life or business immediately but before you go i've got one ask of you and that's to please subscribe and rate this podcast Help me help other creative entrepreneurs like you and I. And here's the deal. When you leave your rating, you'll win a 15-minute free consultative meeting with me to talk specifically about your business. Just send me an email with an image or a screenshot of your rating, and we'll schedule the time. Thanks again. You rock.